I just want to welcome you to the Made for More podcast. Uh, We are continuing our series here where we're choosing different stories out of the Finding Freedom devotional that we put together. Um, So all of these, all of these podcasts that we're currently doing, they coincide with a devotional that was written by people in our church. And so I'm really excited today. We have one of the authors and thinkers of the Finding Freedom uh, book, Darla Gowan. So Darlin, welcome to Thank the you. stage or the microphone, whatever it would be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. And so what I want to do, I want to jump into this. So before we get into her story, and I'll let her tell her story here. Again, I want to encourage you, if you have not read the Finding Freedom uh, devotional, to get your hands on that and even read uh, Darla's entry. Um, it's it's so good. Just so many wonderful stories throughout it. And so make sure to get it. This definitely works um, as another tool that coincides with the devotional as a whole. So uh, let's do this. Darla, share your story a little bit with us. Sure. So um Several years ago, uh, my mother uh, was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and we were living out in California at the time with them when she passed away. And it was kind of an interesting time as most of our family was back in Indiana, so the plan was that mom's body would be headed back to Indiana, and we would have the funeral here. And I happened to be uh, taking dad to the airport the day that he was going to get on the plane to actually go back to Indiana with her body to get ready for the funeral. And Darren and I were going to be following a couple days later after I finished school. And I remember walking with him out to um, the gate. And at that time, we could go to the gates. And this was actually outside. If you've ever been to the Oxnard Airport, it's Mm -hmm. outside. And so I walked out there and sat with him until he got on the plane. And then I remember sitting down at the bench there and just bursting into tears and just all the anxiety of the what ifs you know i've just you know said goodbye to mom now i'm saying goodbye to dad is this forever you know is the plane gonna crash i mean you know all those unfortunately those thoughts that tend to come into your mind and and the grief that was involved with that and as i was sitting there i felt a hand on my shoulder and there was an older lady and and i assumed her husband and her comment to me was won't it be wonderful that there will be a day that we'll never have to say goodbye again. Wow. And it just, you know, stopped me right there in my in my crying. And I just looked at her and I said, yes. And she's like, what can we do for you? Yeah. And, you know, I there was really nothing I knew that they could do. But they were so sweet. They walked me back through the airport all the way out to my car. Right prayed with me uh, as I got into the car. And then I never saw them again. Yeah, wow. And I always thought that this was God's way of telling me that he was going to be with me no matter what, that he would bring people into my life that would meet my needs at the time that I needed them. And that's what came out of that. So this is, a couple things came to mind um, in your your story uh, that I just wanted you to elaborate on a little bit. One of them was... I mean, to brag on you for a minute. So the people that are going to listen to this are going to pretty much know who you are. But like, as Christians, Mm -hmm. we go through hard times. And you are, I mean, in our church, whether, whether you, and you may not like the attention at all, but like the truth is, you really are kind of a matriarch. I mean, like you're, you're a leader of the church. You are highly educated. You're intelligent. You're um, a, Christ, a Christian leader for sure. Um, you know, you've raised great kids. Both your boys are in ministry and uh, are involved in ministry really heavily. And, um, you know, like you, in a lot of ways, and you come from amazing family too. Um, so like in a lot of ways, you're like this, 
this really good, solid Christian, and you still have hard things happen too. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I think that all of us have hard things, regardless if they're as hard as losing, you know, your mother or right. dealing with a, you know, a cancer diagnosis or whatever that might be. But I think that um, it's how you respond to that shows two things, shows yeah. your faith in God, but it also shows everybody else around you uh, that you're human too and that you're right. going to hurt. Right. And that no matter what, though, God is still there. There was never a time through that whole time with mom's death and other things that we've gone through since um, uh, that I have felt that God was not there. Right. Did I still get angry? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I question why he would take her at that time, leave, you know, my kids that weren't born yet without a grandma? Right. You know, but no, and never did I feel ever left right. alone. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think too, it's, it's good for people here. There'll be people listening to this that, that, um, I mean, like you're a college professor, you've been in the church, you know, the word, like you, I mean, you know, you help out on the worship team. Like you just, you're so involved. There'll be people that'll be listening to this that are, that are newer in their faith. And there, mm -hmm. and I think one of the common things that we see with people that are newer in faith, because like when you first become Christian, everything's exciting. It mm -hmm. all works. It's like, you know, for the first time you have peace for the first time, it feels like there's purpose to everything. And then you have like your first hard thing happen mm -hmm. after you follow God. And it's kind of like, whoa, what's happening? And it's so good. As funny as this sounds, it's so good for people to hear from Darla Gowan, it's okay to hurt. It is. And I do it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the profession that I'm in, um, as a nurse practitioner, not as much now, but I worked at Riley Children's Hospital for 17 years with kids right. that were um, having bad diagnosis of, di of cancer. Most yeah. of them did not survive. Right. And dealing with those families and that hurt, um, I, those that had a belief in God, it was yeah. just incredible to watch them go through that process versus those that didn't. Right. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it we're going to hurt. And um, people are going to hurt you every day. Things are going to hurt you. But again, that mantra in the back of my head is, but God yeah. is still there and he's right. still providing. So so what advice would you give? Um, and I want to get in specifically to your story here in just a minute too. But at a, at a broad level, working our way more precise, um, what advice would you give just at a broad level to, um, I mean, and, and think like, Younger Christians, mm -hmm. not so much even in age, but even in their faith, younger, mm -hmm. um, and in age too, th those can coincide. But like, what advice would you give to young Christians who just are beginning to experience some of the hard things or have been through a hard thing in life, lost someone? What do you do? Like, where do you turn? How do you handle some of those emotional things that just come over you um, at a broad level? Then we'll get precise to this, to this story. But like, speaking from wisdom, how do you handle that? I think that it's very different for every person and for every personality. I would say that I would hope that everybody that's going through that has somebody in their life that yeah. they can talk to, right. that they can lean on and be broken with, right? right. That uh, somebody that's going to accept them for what they are and know that just because they're struggling right. and questioning doesn't mean that they've right. lost their faith, right? Right, right. Right. Pause on that for a second. Questioning doesn't mean you've lost your faith. 
elaborate on that a little bit. I think that's huge, especially for young people when they go through something hard and they're like, God, where are you? And you have those moments of doubt. I have met, even with some young adults, who they feel like that is a sign that they're not really in anymore. It's like they're beginning the descent into apostasy or something. I don't know. But like um, that statement is massive. Elaborate on that a little bit. Like you can have moments of doubt Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean you're no longer Christian. Well, thank God, (laughs) because (laughs) I have have had many. Um, And I think that, yes, I mean, like anything we do in life, we're intelligent beings. God wants us to think for ourselves and to struggle with things. And, you know, having those, those doubts is part of being human. Um, You know, even in the Bible, you know, was it Thomas that said, you know, God help my unbelief, you know, I'm forgive me, but help my unbelief. And it's, that's just part of um, being human, being human. Right. And so when you have those thoughts, the first thing that I have to tell myself is God, I'm coming to you with some things that I don't understand. And I, you know, I always used to say, I have a whole list of things I want to ask him when I get there. Right. You know, I've got a whole list, but when I get there, it's not going to matter. Yeah. You know, he wow. it's going to all it's going to all be revealed, but find somebody that you can talk to. Right. Find someone that you can be honest with and say I'm really struggling here. Right. And then give it to God. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Like so if I'm if I'm summing up some of these uh, at least kind of broad picture statements, the reality is it is okay to hurt. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And especially like the, the whole kind of big idea from this devotional is, I mean, it's finding freedom, whether it's from addiction or from thought patterns or from, it's really good for people to know it's okay to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I thought that was really good too, kind of drawn some of these ideas out is um, it's okay. The way you said it is to not understand. Mm-hmm. Like we are going to go to God. Eve, okay. So from college professor, longtime Christian, there are still things that don't make sense. Absolutely. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. That's so important for people to hear, you know, that that's, that's part of the journey. It is. And, you know, sometimes I feel really dumb because I'm like, and even when I'm speaking to students, they're the same way. I mean, if if you're thinking about a, a, me teaching a, a clinical course for my nurse practitioners versus me s- teaching the Bible, the same things there. They're never right. going to know. I learn something new every day when I go to work. Right. Huh. You know, and same in my Christian life. I learn right. something new sometimes right. every minute that yeah. I'm that I'm in a situation, and that's okay. You so know? along with what do you do with your pain, uh, talk a little bit about what you do with your doubt. Um, because those mm-hmm. often coincide, right? Like mm-hmm. it's in seasons where we've had loss or had hurt that the enemy just comes at us with all of the doubt things, whatever they might be. Doubt in our marriage, if they've gone through some part mm-hmm. of marriage. Doubt in the church. Doubt in God himself, maybe. You know, doubt in the fact that he's good. Um, how, what do you do with your doubt? Uh, I can only share what I do. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. That's great. Um, not being a theologian. But I would say that what I do is I turn the focus back on God. Yeah. So um, there was a situation before mom died that um, I had to have some pretty significant surgery. I had my jaws wired shut. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night scared to death that I was going to get sick because I knew if I got sick, I could aspirate and die. I mean, oh, that man. was because I had my jaws wired shut. 
And I called her at 2 o'clock in the morning, and she came down to the hospital. And she came in the room, and she turned on the lights, and she said, we're just going to praise the Lord. And I wow. was like, what? <laughs> and so she turned on some praise right. music. Some of the nurses came into the room, and they just sat there and sang praise songs. Wow. And all of a sudden, that fear and that doubt were right. gone. Wow. And so that's what I do. Right. I, I go to worship music. I go read the Word. Uh, sometimes it's just going to Darren and saying, I'm, I'm struggling here. Right. Help me. Right. Help me understand what I can't see because I'm in the middle right. of it that you can see because you're more, you know, object or sub- objective about yeah. it. But, and actually, that's, I mean, like, so Christian history would call that. When we think of confession, we often think of, I've sinned and I've done something wrong, which that's true. That actually mm-hmm. is confession. Um, but confession is also just honesty before God. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really, that's really good. Like, it's okay to be honest before mm-hmm. God. I'm afraid I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I love to turn to worship. Like, you know, so the the weapon that you use against um, seasons of doubt or fear, I mean, your offensive tool, worship, is one of those primary mm-hmm. offensive offensive tools. Okay, so um, let's pretend like there's a young Christian that's listening to this. I actually have a few in mind that I've been in conversation with, though I obviously won't say that. <laughs> um, that but with these young Christians, if they were to go, okay, so I like worship as an offensive weapon, tactically, what does that look like? Do you like turn on the radio? Do you have worship songs that you listen to? Do you, um, what does a time of worship look like when you use it as a, as a way to find that compass? Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I think it depends on the situation, but um, being musical, there's a lot of songs that I just have in my head. And there are times that it almost becomes um, like a meditation where there's one song that just continually goes um, through my head. And I, one of them is an old song, As a Deer Pants for the Water, So right. My Soul Longeth right. After Actually, Thee. Yep, yep. And I would and I would just sing that over and over again until my focus came more, you know, went away right. from me and went on what was right. important. Right, right. You know, other times I would just, you know, turn up the music as loud as I could because I right. don't want to <laughs> hear anything else. Right. You know, but it, it just... It just really depends, and it really depends on what they're comfortable, what you're comfortable yeah. with in, in your own, you know, right. in your own walk. And it may look different based on age, sure. stage, situation, personality type. Um, I know I know. for me, I went through a season where I was, uh, I was really wrestling with, like, the goodness of God. Like, could God, mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a lot of brokenness in this mm-hmm. world. And truth be told, I was wrestling through some difficult things. It, one of my best friends was, I was with them, not me directly, but mm-hmm. with them as they were going through some stuff. And I just remember sitting thinking like, God, if you were really good, why would you let this level of brokenness happen? Mm-hmm. How do you, and, uh, and so, and, and worship for me sometimes is, uh, this is so weird. It is music. I definitely mm-hmm. have, I have a Mike's playlist on my music mm-hmm. app that has like my favorite worship ser- songs on it and it's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So I might like take one off or put one on just kind of stuff that I stumble across. But what I will often do with worship too is I'm I'm all about the meditation. Like mm-hmm. so, it's like okay, um, I'm gonna whatever find a scripture verse, and I'm just going to I'm gonna recite. I'm gonna put it in my mind. I'm gonna center my heart mm-hmm. on who He is. And there are times my mind goes to a place before my heart gets there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's good. The other thing I thought that was really interesting too that you said is um, you have the ability to draw from something. So like if you're a Christian and you aren't living the rhythms of worship, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if you're a Christian, but you don't ever go to church, you don't ever listen to Christian music, you don't ever read the Bible, it's hard to draw from mm-hmm. wells when you don't have one. And so like, 
you know, having the, the, the rhythms mm-hmm. of having worship for you, you could draw back from when you were a little girl, right. um, from music and from the word of God, mm-hmm. from whatever, but immer- allowing yourself to, uh, to get into, I'm going to use the word habit mm-hmm. to get into the habit of being in the word, being in worship, choosing what music you listen to, choosing to be in the Bible. It creates the d- the deep wells to draw from when you need it. Absolutely. I mean, there are many times that, you know, scriptures come to mind that, I hadn't, you know, I haven't read right. that chapter or that book right. for quite a while. And, you know, depending on what's going on in your life, that scripture just comes to mind. And you're like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's really good. Okay. So uh, specific situation then to your story. And of course, mm-hmm. um, I'd encourage the listeners to go and read uh, the devotional, but uh, specific to that a little bit too. Um I, I want to go maybe to the mystery just for a moment, right? Okay. So like you're there. I mean, and I'm I'm seeing this in my mind, right? You're there, you're sitting, you're saying goodbye. You've had the loss, the loss mm-hmm. of a parent, and in a sense, you are you are saying goodbye again in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the combination of all that hits you. You have that emotional moment, and then from out of the blue, a voice of hope just comes. Yeah, it was it was really crazy because I waited. I mean, there was nobody around. Everybody right. had gotten on the plane. Everybody right. had left. You know, right. And headed to their cars, and I was sitting there for quite a while before, you know, this couple came up. So it was, it was truly out of the blue, and and I truly believe that God sent them. I yeah. have no other reason right. than to believe that He's put them there for such a time as that. You know, right? And it's so cool how, um, like, you do, and like even before this, we were like, oh, I wonder if they were angels. I wonder yeah. if they were, yeah. and um, you know what? Maybe. 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 No, I, uh, and to me, that would be the coolest thing, you know? Yeah, like get to heaven and find out, like crazy divine yeah. intervention. Um, and, but it happens. And so if it is an actual older couple that God inspires, mm-hmm. or it is literally in a divine way, God intervening, mm-hmm. um, one way or the other, love and hope spoke to you. Absolutely. And um, so talk about one of the things that, that we, uh, and I'd love to give maybe four or five minutes to this here. Um, before we were kind of, before the podcast, we were talking about like big ideas mm-hmm. that, that, that you wanted to convey. And one of them was this idea of being open to, you know, who God puts in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that a little bit. Like, what do you mean by be open? Um, I think that it means... That's a hard that's a really hard thing to to try to explain other than be have an open mind first right. of all for whoever that um is around you to be a listener right to not be the one that does all the talking all the time right. to watch what they're doing right. to try to understand where they are right right and as you do that and as you get to know people you're going to you're going to know when they're hurting you're right. going to know when you know, something is going on and it's much right. easier at that point to just say, Hey, right. you know, I love you or right. send them a note or whatever. And, 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 but not only that, it's strangers too. You know, when I'm at the grocery store, there are times when I'll see a, you know, a couple, you know, with a young child and you can tell they've had a really rough day. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I've been that guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, it's, it's coming up and, right. you know, saying, just saying a word, you've got a precious little one there, right? you know, right. or just, you know, being trying to be encouraging or or having a smile when right. you walk by instead of you know you right. know it's just it's a mindset that you have to you have to um, be willing to do. And yes. like I said, I 
it's easy for me to talk about this, Mike, but that doesn't mean I do it well all the time, okay? Right. So <laughs> right. just know that. Right. But it's a daily, God, help me to be a blessing to somebody today. Show me someone that is hurting that I can right. touch. Right. You know, and it's that openness to me, that it, your, you, your mind is open to allow God to use you. Right. And, uh, and I love the way, the way uh, that you talked about it too, which is, it's it's both internal and external. Yes. Right. So it's like being willing to let people speak into your life, mm-hmm. right? And also being willing to see others and where they are and be willing to speak. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's actually a really cool story. I mean, like, so you're there and if it is an older couple that was walking by mm-hmm. or if it was a divine intervention, whatever it was, and God, you know, put it on the heart of that old man or that old woman, right? To mm-hmm. to come over and just speak a word of encouragement to you. It became a life-changing mm-hmm. moment. And the implications of that are, are huge mm-hmm. in the sense of you could be a, it could you could be a life-changing moment or story for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're walking, I mean you're totally right. when you're walking through a, a store and you know you see somebody in need or hurting or a family that's worn out or mm-hmm. a dad that's you know going nuts because their kid is screaming, wanting a toy, I have been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when that person walks up, I know what it's like to have somebody walk up and think they're going to be acoustic at some level. Like mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, get your kid quiet or why are they or shh, you know. And when some, when you're expecting that and then somebody comes out of left field with a word of encouragement mm-hmm. or, uh, oh, I remember when I had little kids too, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. You're And the, those little words of encouragement. And man, those are times where it's like you get in your car and you just want to cry. Mm-hmm. And Everybody that's listening to this can be that encouragement if you're just willing to look. No, I agree. And I think the other side of that, Mike, that I think is harder for people is allowing people to speak into your life. Oh, talk about that. Especially when they're hurting because, you know, people want to do something, right? Right. Uh, We just recently lost a really good friend, um, went to her funeral this weekend and was talking to the husband. And I said, you know, we don't know what to do. Yeah. We're hurting with you. So you need to tell us how right. we can help you. Right. We're, we'll pray for you, absolutely. Right. But, you know, if there's a need, yep. you have to be willing to tell me what that is so that I can help you. Now, God might reveal it to me, and that's awesome. That's right. But that doesn't always happen. That's and right. so people that are hurting and going through rough times need to realize they don't have to do it on their own. Right. Right? That's so that, right. you know, it's okay to call me and say, you know what? I just can't do dinner tonight. Could you and Darren put something together? Could you, yeah. you know, yes, absolutely we would right. do, you know, or can you watch the kids for a couple hours because right. I just need downtime. Right. Do that. Be willing to make yourself vulnerable to, because people want to help. They do. Boy, that's you know? so good. And because like to experience the love of God, and by love, I mean like the agape charity, mm-hmm. the compassion of God, to experience the compassion of God it is not only a willingness to do to others. It's mm-hmm. a reception mm-hmm. too. It's a heart that's willing to receive it to say, hey, I'm having a hard time. Can somebody talk with me or meet with me or help me with? But what it does is it gives you the opportunity to get a rest in and celebrate the family, the charity mm-hmm. of God. And we need that. Mm-hmm. Dude, we desperately, we desperately need that. Um, th- the other thing I was thinking about too is uh, that you were just talking about prompts. I wanna kind of zoom in on that idea of like listening to the prompts of mm-hmm. God. Um, Talk about what you mean by that, like listening to the prompts of God. Uh, for me, um, I think, you know, it's it's the Holy Spirit just 
maybe bringing a name to mind or right. maybe, you know, I'll be driving along and I'll, for some reason, my right. head will turn over here and I'll see someone go, well, that's kind of weird, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, maybe I right. just need to, whatever that situation is, I just need to Pray. say a quick prayer. Yeah. You know, and um, my mom and I did a mother-daughter um sorry yeah you're good mother before, daughter yeah. before she passed away we did a, a mother daughter tea together and we spoke and then and it was we really do need each other wow that was the name of it and we talked about this whole thing and wow. how many times when they were missionaries in Haiti that something would happen on the field right and then she would get a letter from someone and say Della on this day at this time were you in trouble right because god said jim della pray Wow, wow. And she said, you know, wow. and, and so many times in, in our lives growing right. up, we, I heard that. Wow. And as an adult, it was like, I want to be that person. That's right. That, that hears that and takes that time to pray, right? Right. right. And, um, and being just open to that. So yeah. now when somebody just comes to my mind out of the blue, it might be my ADHD, or <laughs> <laughs> I just don't assume that anymore. I assume it's God, right. and I just say a little sentence prayer. Right. And, and you know, him. God, whatever's going on right now, just, you know, be with them and, you know, protect them. And That's good. We even, like in my home, I've been trying to teach my kids to follow prompts, um, be it heart prompt or even external prompt. Mm-hmm. So like one of the ones that my mom taught me is when an ambulance goes by, yeah. pray for the yep. situation. So like I was driving down the road the other day with my son, and an ambulance, an ambulance comes flying by, and I was like, hold on, stop, I interrupted him. And I was like, real quick, let's just pray for those people. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped them together in the car. I was like, Lord, we don't know what's going on. It, it, it could be really serious. It could be, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But in your name, I pray that somehow your love could be known and experienced by those who, so we prayed for them. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it went by, and we went back into our conversation. But modeling what it means to just mm-hmm. be spiritually aware is so powerful. Um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, not just even for us, but for those around us mm-hmm. that we're teaching to do mm-hmm. that too. And I love the idea of when a name comes to mind. I try to do that with text messaging. So like yeah. sometimes a name will come to mind. I'll just be like, hey, no, I prayed for you today. You mm-hmm. matter to God. You matter to me. Just like that kind of simple mm-hmm. stuff. And it's amazing how powerful those little prompts can can be. Oh, well, I know how really powerful good. it's been when I've gotten those. Yeah. You know, and how much it's, and it's always been at a time when I needed it. Yeah. Even if I didn't think I did. Right. That's right. You know? Okay, so um, this is so good. And again, for those that are listening, make sure to read the story in you know in full in the actual devotional uh, that was written. It's it's really good. Um, but before we sign off today, just anything random on your heart or mind that you'd like to share with uh, yeah with your church family. I would say first of all that um, we've been a part of Trinity for a long time, and it's been yeah. a joy. Yeah, and um, have had. A, uh, a lot of wonderful friendships and a lot of people that have supported us over the years through a lot of hard times. And so right. that's always a thank you. Right. Uh, but also just that as we all go through this together, right, as we all go through life together, we all have these ups and downs, that we can truly, as a church family, love each other. Right, right. Not... And it's really easy sometimes to judge, right? right. Well, if she, if this, she hadn't done this, that wouldn't have happened. Right. You know, but you don't know those situations. And right. I very quickly have to say, God, Satan, get behind me. Do not right. allow those thoughts into right. my head. And right. all we, you know what I mean? And it's just being willing to, again, being willing to get out there and be Christ to somebody, but right. also being willing right. to accept that when right. it 
when it's needed. One of the one of the things I'll share this with the whole church on a podcast. Um, one of the things when we when we first came here, one of the questions that was asked was uh, that I asked to the room. I don't remember. I don't even remember. I had a number of meetings like this, and I don't remember the exact one it was in but it was one that you guys were a part of. Mm-hmm. And um, people don't realize, I mean, before Trinity was East Fishers and NEI and downtown and different services, like when I first got here, you know, it was us mm-hmm. meeting at 10 a.m. on Sunday over at, on on Allisonville Road. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot there compared to, to, but I will say this. I asked the question, I was like, why did you guys stick around through all the craziness? Because you guys, mm-hmm. the church had been through mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, Darren, he probably doesn't even remember this. Darren made some statement about, like, he... Whether he was or not, he almost acted surprised. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's my family. Why wouldn't I? Like kind of something like that, like a statement like that. And um, I have thought about that so many times. And he, I was like, He wow. feels it's like a wedding. It's like a marriage. You don't divorce your church when things go bad. Right. You stick through them and you help right. try to heal it. Man, and it that, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me emotional. That spoke to me way more than you all probably realize, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, because you have walked through that kind of commitment, you can practice and participate in relationship with others at a deeper level too. Mm-hmm. And so you, Darla, your story is powerful. Your story, because it's from you, makes it even more powerful. Your story that it's from you and your husband that have been through a whole lot in different church worlds and experiences and opportunity to be bitter or hurt, and you still stay faithful and you still be a voice of hope and encouragement makes it even more powerful yet again. And so um, I want to, I know this is to the audience, but mm-hmm. I i want to just say thank you to the Gowan family. Mm-hmm for um, being a mature example to to Trinity Church as a whole. And uh, I really do think that your your impact is much greater than you realize. And uh, I'm even a little emotional mm-hmm. thinking about the whole story and stuff. So thank you for that. Thank you for your heart. And for those that are listening in, the Gowans are amazing. Um, I'm sure a number of you know them. Uh, if you don't, you should and uh, get to know them. And so thank you, Darla, so much for sharing your heart. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a joy for sure. So to those out there, we love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the, we- the out of the church family as a whole, but out of the Made for More podcast. And uh, again, get the devotional, Finding Freedom if you haven't. Get into it. It's really good. Until next time, have a great day.